We're very excited about episode 69 as we welcome Scotty from Almost Golf to the nice. podcast. Almost Golf is a company that offers top shelf divot tools. Their Instagram handle is at Almost Golf, O-M-O-S-G-O-L-F. Scotty, thanks so much for taking the time and joining us on the podcast. Hey, glad to be here, fellas. Thanks. I love the name of your company. Um, and for our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about Almost, like what it means and how you came up with the name? Yeah, so almost is Gaelic for respect. Um, and ultimately, when we set out to make this company, we wanted to make products and accessories uh, that ultimately respect the game and increase longevity of the game. Um, and so when we were playing around with names, that's why we landed on almost and, you know, with the Gaelic Irish background that just kind of fit and made sense. And uh, we had a lot of different ideas on what we thought we should name it but ultimately we felt like that's what stuck and we liked the way that it looked when we started throwing our logos together so uh, you know without without overdoing it that's kind of how we landed on it yeah so normally when we have people on i ask them to send me just like their logo and whatever just so i could like make some promo stuff on canva and then get it out there you guys sent me a folder like a zip file <laughs> and i was like super oh. organized yeah and i was like there's like 15 of these like i thought we had a bunch of logos that nobody knows about but like oh my gosh so we had a whole whole uh, mess to choose from yeah no, i picked uh, the orange one because the orange was my I favorite i like it so we um i was telling you guys at the start of this that um i work for an advertising agency and so with that i've got a lot of connections with like graphic designers um without doing like too much of a promo, but one of my best friends created this logo. Uh, his name's Tim. He runs a, he runs a design agency out of Austin called track me. Uh, so he created it for us. So that's why we have like the official folder, mm -hmm. which is nice. And I think if you hop on our Instagram uh, and see like how we do uh, like our branding and marketing, we take a lot of pride in like what our brand looks like and making sure it looks clean. So we, uh, we try to keep it as tight as we can. Well, it looks good. Yeah, you guys do a great job of that. Uh, we'll do a little plug here, right here. But this is the this is the tool, and this is the called the oh, Don Lost the Greenskeeper Diva tool. Uh, and then so it comes in four different colors: the Ace Black, Bunker Sand. So I have the uh, the clay red, clay red, and then the Bermuda Green. The green one's cool. Yeah, I was I brought the green. I actually brought the green one down, so that's yeah, a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. So yeah, yeah, super sleek design. Um, can you tell us a little bit of like? where the design kind of how it came about first of all thank you for engraving our logo on it or at least for sure the the name i thought that was super cool light, but i that was super nice of you yeah, thanks yeah you're welcome i play um, with these things all the time man these are great it is it's like you said so, scott Scotty, not to interrupt you real quick but like you're saying before it's like almost like a fidget spinner oh and like the asmr <laughs> like like i don't know if people hear this but just like oh that was bad hold on like, come on. Super nice. <laughs> High quality. My ADD's done. But what, yeah, so no. where, where did the sleek design come from? Where, how did it come about? Yeah, so my partner, Jason, owns a product design company uh, and, and manufacturing and engineering company. And so uh, I actually went through the process with them as like one of their clients. So we went through iterations and iterations of trying to figure out what the right design was for us. Um. We had tons of conversations about like why we wanted to do like a pocket knife opening instead of a instead of a like a traditional you know push out deployment like you see on a lot of the on a lot of the tools. Um, so the design came from you know really like honestly like a year of iteration on what we felt like was best. Uh, ultimately, I talked to you guys about this. I'm a big classic car guy, and so uh, it was ultimately inspired by. Uh, for us, like the Porsche 939 is what I think it's is is my favorite car. 
Um, and so what I like to say is that like with the, with the prongs out, it looks like a, a Porsche with its headlights on, uh, like from a top down view. So oh, that's, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. So that's where that's the sick. I didn't even realize from. that. Yeah. That's where the inspiration came from. Um, and then from, uh, you know, design standpoint, like we made lots of conscious decisions around what we liked and what we didn't like. Uh, we literally poured over every detail. So uh, there's, we'll dive into it further, but there's a reason why it's the pocket knife deployment instead of the spring loaded deployment. Uh, we were talking about this earlier, but like the ball marker envelope is designed specifically for a reason. Uh, we like the way that it clicks in, but ultimately we were sick of losing our, uh, our ball markers and we wanted to try to design something that uh, ultimately, you know, held on to it a little bit better than, than, than anything else that we saw on the market. Um, and then we chose to use super high end, um, high end materials. It's kind of like why the price points at where it's at. So it's actually manufactured in a pocket knife manufacturing facility. So it's not made in some, um, you know, it's not made in some cheap facility that just kind of pumps out divot repair tools. Uh, so we use pocket knife manufacturing technology. Um, it's made with high end aluminum on the, on the case of the body. And then that's ceramic coated and then, uh, ultimately painted in the same kind of paint that they paint cars with. Um, so like high end cars use the same, same paint that we use. Um, and then the fork itself is made with a stainless steel, uh, that's, uh, that's, you know, ultimately black powder coated on the end there. Um, so yeah, that's how, that's what it's made of. That's how we kind of got there. Uh, but yeah, it really took us a year to, to get it to where it is today. And at some point I can like send you guys all the different iterations we have, or you can scroll through our Instagram and kind of see mm -hmm. the process. Sure. Uh, our social media manager does a good job of, of outlining like, uh, over the last year, like everything that we went through to get to where it's at today. So I love stuff like this. One, I love Porsches. Um, I love yeah. them. My favorite. I'm, I don't know if I should say it. I'm into like the weirder cars out there. So like, I love the, um, the Panamera line, the, the hatches uh -huh. and everything. Like I drive a, a Hyundai Elantra, right? Everyone's like, Oh, it's boring. Mine's a wagon. It's a Porsche with Hyundai Elantra. Yeah. yeah. So, so my Hyundai Elantra is a wagon and my first car was a wagon. So like, obviously I love the Panamera. Um, I actually got into car photography last year. So I shot a 911 Turbo S I love yeah, those. and that thing money is getting tuned. And I've seen some videos that the guy posted on Instagram. It spits fire right now. Thing is sick. Um, and I was I actually bought one of the tools. So you sent us two. Uh, thank you so much for that. Yeah, I appreciate that. I wow. bought one and I gave it to that guy because he plays golf with his Porsche and everything. And he's been dailing the Porsche even through the winter. The guy is nuts, <laughs> but loves it. So the fact that I get to send him this and be like, hey, man, the tool is made out of like your car paints and everything like that. I'm so yeah. excited. But also just like the little like design features and everything. Um, before I had this, I had one of the Swiss Army knife golf tools. I don't know if you've seen those. It has like everything and it would just clip on my bag. I lost yep. one when we were playing Como. Mm -hmm. So I had to buy, and my dad got it for me. So I had to buy a new one because I felt bad. That's exactly what kind of what I was going to piggyback off of that is there's I've had a couple of those ball uh, divot tools that have the the magnet where it sits in sits inside. And it's a really cool one because it could be from a golf course that you wouldn't played, you know, and it's like kind of a more of a not memorabilia, but it's something that you kind of remember. Like, oh, it's kind of a keepsake type of thing. But yeah, absolutely. This, this does not look like you would lose it because I've lost multiple uh, ball markers. Mm -hmm. my I, lost, tools. I lost the whole. Tool. You lost the whole tool. Yeah, it's the whole tool. But but like normally, we, we talked about that a lot as we were as we were going through the design process. Like, 
you know, we hear, we hear all of it on, on our social, like it's an expensive tool. It's not, it's not, you know, I, I know that you can buy one on Amazon for $10 or something from your, from your clubhouse for 15 bucks. Um, so if you're going to spend the money to buy our tool, uh, we wanted to make sure that you, we did everything we could to that you make sure that you held on with it, held on to it. So with it comes like a care package or like a care instructions, like booklet as well. But then also, uh, just like the, the felt holder, uh, the ultimately just like keep it and clip it somewhere, put it away when you're done with it. Um, you know, the last thing we want is for you guys to, for you guys to lose it. And so, um, you know, we, re- we recognize that there's, there's additional value there, uh, that, or there's additional money that you're spending to, to get the value. And, uh, because it's like I was saying, because it's made with all these high end products, we want to make sure you hold on to it. So we're doing everything we can to make sure that you don't lose it. Yeah. And I'll pay for something if it, you know, if the quality is there and it has like a cool story. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I, I know we we're talking about this, like I just got my new pocket knife. I normally have a knife on me. The great part is YouTube does not pay us for anything. So I'm going to show it all off. <laughs> uh, so like normally I carry a Benchmade, right? So like right now I just got the bailout, you know, a nice tanto, but it's super smooth, you know, super easy to open stuff like that. Yep. This thing, I mean, if I, I'm a little sweaty, it's hot in here. Just butter you know like super smooth so i feel like for those people who like a good pocket knife they're going to really enjoy this if they play golf or even if they like the porsches or you know just like have an affinity for just like good quality stuff and realistically it's not that expensive i mean golf is expensive in general right so it's like people are going to like pay the money for something quality like they're not really going to have an issue paying for yeah like like i don't i don't remember the price of these but like but like today i saw malbon has a ball marker for like 35 dollars there's the the case there just so i just wanted to show people who watch on on youtube and the packaging and everything is super nice i mean and everything's recyclable it looks like i believe yeah that's right so the packaging is all nothing's made with plastic everything's recyclable yeah. uh, that was by design like i was kind of telling you guys earlier you know, that thought here is sustainability and longevity and all the stuff that we're going to make you know this is our first product we've got more coming down the line i can share that with you if you guys want um, yeah, that we, was my next you know, question. Yeah, 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 we definitely wanted to. We definitely wanted to produce packaging that ultimately was, you know, biodegradable and sustainable as well. Too. It's going to be like the sponsor for like the podcast. As far as like, you're just going to hear like us continuously opening can, it and I closing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah that's, that's all right. I'm it's like it. addicting. Yeah, it is. Um, so we kind of, I guess we've kind of already talked about the main difference between the, the screens keeper divot tool and other divot tools. He like said it's price wise, you might pay a little bit more, but again, you're going to get that quality and it's going to last. You don't have to really worry about losing. Yeah. The actual when, uh, when we get a lot of questions about the price point and I'm like, my kind of my favorite thing that in my DMS to ask people and they're like, Hey, like, how do you justify a $75, you know, divot tool? I'm like, okay, well, what, balls do you hit? And most of the time what you hear is like, Oh, I hit a, you know, I hit a Titleist Pro V1. I'm like, okay, so you're going to spend 45 bucks on 12 balls that you're going to lose over. I mean, for me, I'm going to lose over, you know, a handful of rounds. Yeah. Yeah, A handful of rounds and, and, but you're not going to spend the same amount on, on, you know, another accessory for it. So you guys kind of hit on it for me. You made the point already that like, golf's not a cheap sport we're not trying to make it more expensive we're just trying to give you something quality that that ultimately will you know last you forever but um, what we're hoping is that and what we notice when people get in their hands like you guys have been saying it's like you feel the quality once it's there and if you don't like what i've told people it's like hey if you don't like it send it back and we'll refund your money it's no big deal so yeah i feel like the people that would complain about the price are also the same people that like get the new driver every year 
where it's yeah. like they'll spend you know five six hundred bucks yeah. on like the new the new stealth or the paradigm or whatever but then it's like oh 70 bucks for a tool i'll never do that it's like well you just spent 600 dollars on a new driver just to slice the bond yeah. in the woods and, and the fact is all you got to do is follow us for like a month and we're going to run a sale you're not you, if you're paying 75 dollars oh, yeah. like yeah we're you know we're, we're running all sorts all sorts of marketing and advertising so just wait it out gave, you won't have to pay you i think the one i gave bucks. as a gift i got like through the black friday deal yeah so it was like 55 yeah. bucks and i was like perfect you get like dms yeah. just like hey like 50 bucks good <laughs> uh you ever just get nah. some of those like weird random dms that are just like ridiculous you're no. like i can't even respond to this that's so fun. we get ridiculous dms we get ridiculous yeah. requests all the time actually the most ridiculous stuff is like people will ask me to just send it to them for free and then they'll say that they'll they'll promote it and i'm like well i'm like you know i want these in the hands of as many people as possible but it's also we're also trying to run business money. here. Like I can't yeah, really exactly. just send it to you for free <laughs> and hope that you'll talk it up to your buddies. Uh, so that's kind of the the most ridiculous as it gets. Uh, but it's funny when you we're we're going to make a big push to move into retailers, and so we're talking with a bunch of um, you know just like shops and retailers and you know just wholesale opportunities, and those conversations can can get interesting too. But you know they're more fair. But it's most it. The funniest is the random guys who reach out and they're like, you know, oh, I'll just promote it at my club. And, you know, it's a high end product. And so, you know, if you just send it to me for free, I can get it in there. I'm like, oh, all right. I don't know. About that, if but. you can cover shipping too, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, and that's why I wanted to make a, a, you know, just a short reel about it, you know, because, you know, it gets put on the podcast page. Okay. We have now we have almost 900 followers, I think. Which is unreal, and, and then you know Derek Scott. Who knows how many at this point? You said 130k. I was. So gonna, like, I looked at it today. I, I looked yeah. at it today. What's uh? Maybe at some point I'll, during this interview, I'll ask you about it. But like, what a! It's quite the following, man. That's incredible. You don't want to see his phone. It's been going off this entire. Dude, it's just. It's constant. <laughs> it's going off right now. Do you hear my wife? I was like, no, I'm just kidding. She's a sweetheart. I was gonna add that in there, but no, like my phone constantly always is constantly making some sort of uh notifications yeah but anyways when people send us stuff i want to make a point to where we can you know the least thing we can do is either make you a real put you on the pod as like a thank you mm-hmm. um yeah. but like oh, we appreciate it we generally don't do that for products we don't like does that make sense yeah we we were trying to all grow the game so if yeah. we find something that we really like that we think that's good for our consumer consumer or for our listeners and followers um that's th- the you know the the companies that we kind of target so um that actually kind of reminds me uh, uh sunny from tomo was saying that people would just dm him for free shoes yeah all the time and then they just did a giveaway and they're like you don't have to dm us now <laughs> scotty funny. you literally so like i'm i'm that i'm that guy and you know dom here he kind of just goes with the flow for me i like to kind of have some questions and whatnot but you've literally yeah. like already like brought up it's like you're reading my sheet here he doesn't know what to do now yeah i don't my for <laughs> no but like you talked about um like your target audience i was going to ask you so like i'm assuming most of it's all online but do you are you in any like pro shops or are you thinking going uh you know you just talked about kind of retail that's something you want to talk about a little bit yeah for sure so um we've only been selling the product since june of last year uh, and so we're really happy with the footprint that we've made already. Uh, everything has been, well, not everything, but the majority of our sales, it's been direct to consumer. 
that's my background in marketing. Um, and so, uh, basically everything you see there was, was built by uh, me and with the help of, uh, some graphic design teams and stuff like that. Um, and that's been the majority of our effort for this first year was moving in there. Uh, you guys asked me earlier that, that you thought that there was three of us and there is, so there's me and Jason were the two, uh, we're the two founders of the, of the company. I can go into the history of how we got started. That might be cool. Uh, if you guys, yeah, sure. guys want to, um, but then we also have a, we also have a head of sales. Who's our third, uh, uh, third partner, I guess is what you could say. He's, he's a minority partner, but, um, and so he's going to help us push this year into, into wholesale. So we have a couple of shops here locally in Salt Lake city, uh, that sell the tool retail. Um, we've seen good success in that so far. Um, but obviously we want to make a much bigger footprint this year. So that's the big push for us this year. We'll continue to expand the way, um, we market online and expand our direct consumer channel. Uh, but I really want to see us uh, in a lot more stores here. So like I said, um, you know, I think the biggest hurdle that we run into is is that price point. Um, but once people hold it and they see it and they play with it, we we sell a lot of them. And my proof with that is uh, we've done a lot of like local events. So we'll just like host golf tournaments. I'll throw up a tent um, and set out tools. And we see a lot of people who use, you know, hold it in their hands, open it, deploy it, um, fall in love with it right away and purchase it on the spot. So I think there's a lot to be said about getting over that barrier. And uh, so we want to make a big direct consumer push uh, here over this year. Yeah. I'd love to walk into like a Dick Sporting Goods or like Golf Galaxy and be like, I have one of those. Like, yeah, I think that'd be I, really cool. we had them on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully someday that'd be great. I mean, obviously like Dick's. So, uh, you know, Golf Galaxy is owned by Dick Sporting Goods. So it'd be awesome yeah. to be awesome to be in both of those spots. And, um, you know, see it right next to see it right next to all the other accessories as you're getting ready to walk out. That would be a that would be a huge goal for us. Uh, uh, Scotty, another uh, thing that you kind of talked about that I wanted to ask you was, um, and obviously you have this this divot tool. I think you have some uh, some shirts and a hat. I think out on the website, but yep. you mentioned that uh, you also have some other products that you guys are working on in the near future. Can you talk a little bit about what you have? Uh, you guys yes. Early, yeah. So early. I can, we've got a product pipeline here. I was telling you my partner, Jason owns a product development agency. Um, and so we've got a lot of stuff queued up that we'll pull the trigger on in the right time. I think next for us is going to be a line of towels. So, um, you know, you guys have seen, I'm sure you guys have seen a ton of golf towels and, um, all, all I can really say is that ours are, uh, going to, uh, just like we did with the divot tool, I think they're going to set the standard for what quality towels will look like. There are, um, there's some specific, uh, features and functionality there that that I think that you guys will find different from everything else, specifically around like being able to clean your tools and being able to clean off your ball or whatever it is that you're trying to do there. So I don't want to uh, I don't want to go too far into the details yet because we haven't released that, but that's going to be what's next for us is a a bag towel, and then we're also going to have a, a pocket towel, so something you can keep in your front or your back pocket to have handy for you. Um, and then from there, we've talked a, about a lot of different things, uh, club cleaning kit. Or um, we've talked about like different types of teas, um, but I think the towel the towels are definitely up next, and then we've got a couple of other things lined up uh, that ultimately, you know, hopefully, uh, one the biggest thing for us is making high quality products, uh, but then two just you know help enhance your game, help take care of your equipment, help take care of the course, help take care of uh, you know your fellow uh, your fellow people around you out there on the golf course as well too. 
So you should make a towel for glasses because I lose mine all the time. <laughs> that would help me out quite a bit. I buy like four of them. Speaking of there towels, though, the the hip towel. I honestly, I like I've seen it on social media, but I've never I've never seen anyone that I've played with actually like have a hip towel. Which I don't know so, if that's uh, a popular oh, no, thing. Different, oh no, I was just gonna say I don't know if that's like a popular thing out in certain areas or certain regions. Maybe Minnesota just hasn't caught caught up or. Maybe I'm playing the wrong courses, but obviously golf towels on every bag. But I mean, yeah, I've seen so everybody's got a towel, a towel in their bag. Everybody's got a towel in their bag. Um, specifically with like our, it's actually a, like a pocket towel. So it'll go in like your back pocket or in your front pocket or something instead of like on your hip. I mean, small, small detail there. Uh, but the, the thought there is it's like, hey, if you, I don't know, if you hit a green or if you're like me and, and it's in the spring and you're in the rough and, uh, you know, whatever, and you've got a bunch of like you know, dirt on your ball or something, and you've you've left your you've left your bag on the cart that's fifty feet away or something like that. You know, on the other side of the fairway, uh, you can clean off your ball without walking back and going to the you know or getting your hand messy or getting your getting you know wiping the ball on your pants or something like that. Sure. Uh, we actually really like that uh, idea. Uh, the the hope is is that we can keep it. Um, one functional and easy to use, but two discreet. Like we don't want it in your way. We don't want it. You know, the feedback that we've got from people is that is that you know they don't want something hanging off themselves because it'll, you know, golfers are it'll throw them off in some way. Yeah, uh, that's so, what, that was kind of my thought. That's was like because I've seen some people like they'll clip it on their belt loop, and I'm like I've I've yeah. only seen that like like I said on social media. I'm like I don't even know if that's a real thing, but <laughs> but it's that, much that makes smaller. More sense. Yeah, that makes much more sense. Think of it like a, like a, you know, the size of a handkerchief instead of, instead of like a, a, you know, a fuller length dish towel or something. Awesome. Well, I'm super excited about that. Hopefully, um, to this year, we always, yeah, as I say, hopefully we can see that coming out sooner than later. Um, because I mean, with the quality of the, the divot tool, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be a quality towel too. So that's exciting. And we love towels. Like it's such like a dumb thing, but like towels are the best. And like we're yeah. for the game of golf. Oh yeah, and we're and like for us with our low skull Farrell's Serapa taco tacos <laughs> towels. Towels. Um, so like I can't wait to see yours. Yeah, and you like I think you know you can go to your favorite brand and and get a towel that's branded. Uh, I think that we've shown that we're going to do something a little you know we'll do something a little bit different. And um, like I said, I'm going to hold off on the surprise detail just uh, sure. just uh, until it's time, but. You guys are going to be happy with what we've kind of come up with. It's going to hopefully solve some problems for you. Does it have like a built-in like beer cooler? <laughs> um, you know who who does that? Like pins and aces or something like that. They I think do. Like, they the do beer something sleeves. like that. Actually, yeah, they I do have the one beer from. Sleeves. I just talked about this last week, and you missed it because you weren't there. I was not. I was not. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking just like maybe it like doubles as like a koozie. I think that'd be kind of cool. So, That's cool. What was That's what cool. was it? Uh, I, it was a video I seen yesterday or the day before, and it was it literally looked like a uh, like a laptop briefcase, and he like opened it up and there was like twelve or fourteen beers in there, and it like literally looked like he was like, <laughs> like he was going to the office, like he was just like walking to the golf cart, and he's like, "Dude, check this out." And he op- unzipped it, and there's yeah, like fourteen. Beers uh, that is so I've seen all sorts of like uh, interesting and funny. Um, whatever uh alcoholic beverage dispensing items that have come out like i was talking about the beer sleeve that like yep. fits in your bag but then i also I saw one. like yeah i also saw like um it might be pins and aces too i'm not trying to like promote them up they've got like a liquor 
a liquor dispenser thing too. I don't know if you guys seen that. Oh, like have you it, seen the one that looks like a golf club? Is yeah, that that's that? exactly. It looks like yeah, a golf okay. club yep. and it has a shaft that like fits yep. down, I guess, into like a liquor bottle. And you press a button and it'll dispense. I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool too. Kind of like remind so, me like a, like a caddy shack or something like that, where they have yeah. a, a beer dispenser right in the golf bag. Yeah, yeah that's like. I have one of the sleeves and it's from Nixon and they make watches. And I was like, oh, why the hell do yeah, they have this? Nixon. But I bought one and it fits directly in like where I put my putter and my putter is just long enough to where it covers it. So like when we played Giants Ridge, they took our bags, you know, and I was oh, like, yeah. oh no, they're going to find the beer. The putter covers it. That's his tip. Just crack. You you, you can get, take a beer. That's for the guy that's taking your bag. Well, it was a girl. I don't think she was 21. Yeah. No. Although it's, it's up on the range. Who cares? <laughs> I didn't um, say that. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, because uh, obviously golf is is a really growing, I mean, it's growing like crazy and in a good way, I, I feel. Um, yeah. Have you been out to the PGA show or did down. you get a chance to, have you been out there before? Have you got a chance to even? Um, we, uh, we actually went, uh, you know, I know it just happened. We didn't go this year, but we went last year, like right as we, we were getting started. We didn't have a booth. Or anything like that, but we were new to the industry, so we wanted to get a lay of the land. Uh, so yeah, we went last year. Um, you know, I think there was still some uh, like COVID hesitancy associated mm-hmm. last year, so it was, a mu- it was a much smaller event last year. But we met some great people and got some initial feedback. I think at that time for the Greenskeeper, all we had was a, a prototype, and we met with some buyers and got some really quality feedback on what they thought about it. So that was good. Uh, there were some design changes that came out of out of you know, a little bit of focus group there. Yeah. The PGA show is great. I'm hoping that we're back there next year. We, we discussed going this year and throwing up a booth, but ultimately it just didn't quite make sense with where we were at. So, um, I have, uh, two kids and my daughter, we just had my daughter, she's five months old. And then my business partner, uh, just had a son like three weeks after. And so with like new kids and stuff like that, we just felt like, uh, we'll take this year off. Uh, focus on like what we can control with our marketing and our ways to go to you know direct consumer right now get really dialed in for this year uh, and then hopefully hit the pga show next year with uh ultimately for us i think we need we need more products um and so you know we need to continue to push get past have the greenskeeper be our flagship product but get past us some more product offerings some more apparel offerings we've got some other ideas there as well too yeah i've i've literally talked about going there for the last like three or four years and I haven't made my way out there, but, um, everyone that I've talked to though is, I mean, it's such a really good, like you said, even if you just get like that day pass or like where you can walk around and talk to people, I mean, you meet yeah. so many people. So that's kind of, I think with, in your situation, like you said, you, you don't have a lot of products out yet. So it kind of just makes sense to walk around and kind of, you know, get get a feel for it. But, um, the cool thing for us is like, we don't have any product, right? Like this is yeah. our product. Yeah. But we've known or we've talked to so many people that, you know, were out there this year. Like the Vibes guys were out there, yep. which is funny because he's wearing a Vibes hat. I got my little. Yeah, didn't, 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 we, yeah, didn't, yeah. we didn't plan a match. <laughs> but like last week we had uh, the Kid Caddy on and he was out there. Um, yeah. Like I've seen so many people that we've talked to. The Bogey Boys are out there. Yep. Why? I don't know. But why not? It's a huge. Co- the, I mean, it's, yeah. Even if you're a the Kid Caddy is the is the guy that the the stroller with the with the. Uh, yeah, with a golf bag. Well, it's not a Genius. golf bag, but it holds it. It smart. turns a stroller into a golf bag. Yeah. Yeah, that's smart. Genius. I know. I loved him. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it. I, But he, yeah, he's a local guy here, too. And I think he oh, took cool. 
yeah, fourth, I think, in like new new uh like golf new product. Or, yeah. uh, so I thought I saw that. Cool. Maybe you guys posted that or someone else, but I did see that they that they uh yeah, they got yeah, fourth fourth Which place. Is, and I thought that that was really products. pretty big achievement. So yeah, accomplishment. We should like put the podcast up and be like, what place would we get? <laughs> um fifth. Yeah, fifth. <laughs> um before we <laughs> so we're definitely gonna talk. Uh obviously it's 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 a big week in sports. Um Super Bowl Sunday is coming up, uh, and then obviously the the waste waste management open is is uh, taking place this weekend as well. So we'll definitely talk about that. Um, is there anything you want to talk about um, more business related that you can think of that maybe I missed or that we didn't ask you that you'd like to give some input on? I know we talked a little bit beforehand too about your the Oregon. You're from Oregon. We'd like to definitely talk golf, yep. ban and all that. But is there anything business related that you can that you can uh, think of that you might want to add? Uh, no, I mean, I, I think that, you know, everyone that listens to this and is interested just needs to know that uh, we really think that we've created the best of a tool in, in the game from a quality standpoint, from a longevity standpoint. We say this a lot, like we want this to be the last of a tool you'll ever use. So we hope that we you pass it down from generation to generation. Actually, the idea, the origin of this and the idea came from my grandfather who passed down his pocket knife to me when he passed, I still have it. Uh, so that's why we went with the pocket knife design. I, I don't think I hit on that or anything like that. No, yet. So, really cool. you know, we want, yeah. we want, we really do want this to be like an heirloom item and something that, you know, like I said before, we want it to be the last one you'll ever have, you know, 50 years from now, hopefully we, we hear about people getting them passed down uh, and you know, hopefully we're much bigger than we are now, but that's, uh, that's, that's the, that's the idea. So give us a, you know, I think the last thing I'd say is just like, if you're interested, give it a shot. I think, I don't think you'll be, uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Also, if you do buy one, I attached it to my bag with the little S carabiner thing. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah with those work great. Yeah. I think I got like the size three and it works perfectly. Um, there was one other question I wanted to ask you was, uh, we'd mentioned earlier that it comes in four colors. Is that something that you've talked about of adding different colors down the road? Pink yeah. So we sweet. actually have uh, a pink one. We, uh, yeah, uh, we so actually you're Starbucks. hitting on exactly what we, what, what we've talked about in the future. So we kind of, uh, Dominic, I think we talked about this early on. I'm a big sneakerhead mm-hmm. and like big fan of like, nike drops and stuff like that and so in the future what we want to do is come out with like limited edition runs of like yeah like an azalea pink um you know one to 50 number divot tool for the masters or uh specialty ball markers or um and i think that you guys will probably see that in the, in the years to come here but like yeah here's uh here's a pimento cheese sandwich uh you know colored color divot tool where like the, the 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 outsides are white and the inside is like the yellow for the pimento cheese so yeah we're gonna do we're gonna do all sorts of limited edition runs in the future um i was telling you like my background is in like marketing and i've got a lot of graphic design friends and so we'll probably do a lot of that um in the future with artists as well too uh so yeah a lot more colors and colorways to come um we're just uh what I'll say right now is we're getting our feet underneath us and getting ready to do some truth. I think some pretty cool stuff that you don't really see in the in the golf industry. And like I said, it was sponsored by sneakers. And I'm also like uh uh not as into it, but uh like a trading like you know, basketball card collector and like yeah. you can get like rare basketball cards and stuff like that. Kind of the same thought process. I just pulled a Bradley Beal jersey card. 
Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, out oh, of yeah. a baseball card pack. You did? Yeah, yeah. Out of a baseball card pack? Yeah, That's crazy. Dude, I don't buy any other baseball cards. Um, so just to like touch on the tools again, if you're doing a Zayla Pink one, I want to cut because I said it. <laughs> you did say it first. He gets a royalty. I don't want a royalty. I just want, I just, I just want one of the tools. Yeah, we'll, we'll send you one for sure. We'll send okay. you one for sure. I'll, 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 it's on the podcast. Hold me yeah, to it. I'll, I'll hold you to it. It's on. It's uh, on now. Yeah. It's on. It's on wax. <laughs> um, also, I may or may not have just bought the Jordan Four golf shoes on Goat. So, um, my favorite golf shoes are my favorite shoes in general. Let's talk about being a sneakerhead. Or, uh, so I have the um, the. They're the golf shoes, but they're the Jordan five great golf shoes from uh, the mm-hmm. Wingfoot U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. So they made specific Wingfoot. I wish I had them with me right here, but I don't. Um, so that tournament that uh, the U.S. Open that Bryson won at Wingfoot a couple years ago. Uh, those are my favorite shoes. And I also have like some Air Maxes from the Masters a few years back as well, too. So uh, I'm all I'm right there with you that I, I like to I like to have a. Uh, I like to have a, a shoe game on the golf course that, that for sure. make, you know, look good, feel good, play good. I think is what a lot yeah. of people say. Yeah. That's the one, that's the one really cool thing about the way the golf game is growing is that like the whole fashion sense, like we're both big sneakerheads as well. And it's like, it's, it's yeah. awesome because I mean, Jordan, I mean, we could have this debate, but obviously LeBron James is almost about to break the scoring record, but I'd still, I was going to talk I, about that too. You might do okay, it tonight. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm 33. So like, God, you're old. I, my my all time favorite player is still MJ, and I and I am a Kobe guy too. But I, I'm a, I'm a Michael Jordan fan. But uh, you got to throw LeBron obviously up there because I mean the things he are, he's doing at the age that he is, and he it's like that fine wine. It's like he almost like looks in better shape as like the older he's got. I mean he's he's thinned out a lot, but I mean you could tell he's definitely aging, but he's still like putting on crazy performances on it. You know, day I, in, I don't day think out. the internet will come for me. If I say that he's lost a quarter of a step, like, is that okay to say? No, but I that, think, I think you're right. I don't think he's as, as like, I'm not a basketball guy unless it's like the Timberwolves. Cause I don't really, yeah. I don't know. Like I grew up in like the era of Kevin Garnett playing with Paulie Zerbiak. And yeah. yeah. To me that that's my favorite. Like everyone's like, Oh, Michael's the best. And I'm like, dude, have you not seen KG play? Like, <laughs> Dude, KG's huge, plays defense and can score. Like, shut up. It's it's KG. I fully understand that Michael is the best, but for me, it's KG. Yeah. Um, where was I going? Well, everybody, everybody has their own favorite, right? So I'm, yeah. Yeah. I live in Salt Lake City, but I'm from outside of Portland, Oregon originally. And uh, so my favorite basketball player all time is Dame. And like, I, like I love Ooh. Dame Lillard. And he's so watching good. him, watching him, and with like kind of transform that franchise and like being a blazer fan there's lots of years of hurt there i think that minnesota timberwolves fans can maybe you know maybe oh yeah sen- you know have some sentiment there but well. uh, yeah but you know going from like brandon roy and then when i was a kid it was clyde drexler and clyde drexler and mj used to go up you're if you're old and you're 33 i'm I, older than you so uh, i know those so, yeah but i i know exactly how brandon roy actually played for the wolves for a short period of time in his he, end did. Of his career. he did he did it's yeah. hard because like i'm clearly the youngest one here so like I said, I grew up with Kevin Garnett, Wally Zerbiak. And he's a big baseball guy. And I like baseball, but I'm not, I'm I'm way more into the basketball. See, so. when you said fine wine, I got mad because like if you're talking about fine wine in sports, it's gotta be Verlander for baseball. I mean, dude tears ACL, marries Kate Upton. Kate Upton, and then wins a Cy Young over the age of forty. Like that's unreal. what a career. 
So I played Seriously? baseball in college. Before I got into golf, I played baseball. So I could play baseball growing up, played baseball in college. I uh, was, you know, still really into baseball. Um, I think I'm like more into golf now, but talk about a career, Justin Verlander. Like, I, you know, I, I mean, don't know. Dude shreds his arm, comes back, wins the World Series, wins the Cy Young, and then just signs a monster deal with the Mets for two years. We were literally are covering every sport. Topic we went through it. We went through it. Some dude got rocked. The other I see day. that. Yeah. yeah, I did see that. Um, we got to get back to the the golf picks, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can do that. We're definitely going to cover that for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I just wanted to touch base on the. You like you said you're originally from Oregon. Um, yep. Bannon Dunes. Can you talk about that? Have you have you played there? What are some other courses that maybe? I mean, Bannon is kind of like the mecca. I think out in that area, as far as like. Yep. Um, staycations or golf uh, uh, package deals. Yeah. Didn't you guys just play it? That I saw stories about it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm from Oregon originally. A lot of my buddies are from there. And we're fortunate that, you know, Bannon is three hours away from a lot of my like really close buddies uh, from growing up's home. Um, so I've been there twice uh, the last two years. Uh, so I do a golf tournament every year with my buddies. Uh, just like small, like eight to 12 of us, we've got a trophy, you know, whatever, but the lot, and we bounced around from place to place. We played like the Monterey Peninsula. We've played central Oregon, but uh, we went to Bannon last year. And um, I don't know if I can really overhype it enough, but like we got through the week last year and um, before we, like we were checking out my buddy, like threw down his credit card and he's like, put it on the schedule for next year, like schedule it up already. Like there was no debate on where to go. I'll, I just, good. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I can say that I've played anything else like it. I've not been to, I've not been to Scotland or Ireland or anything like that. I've not played internationally really. Um, um, but it's just a, it's just a different feeling when you're there. Um, what I love about it is like, everything's just like centered around golf. It's like this big property, but it's in the middle of nowhere and there's just nothing else to like do or think about. And like everybody that's there is just like you, they're with their friends, they're with their family, having a great time, um, golfing and getting exhausted and maybe beat up on the Oregon coast. Cause it's not exactly, it's not exactly the like friendliest weather, friendliest place of all time, but the courses are just incredible. The rankings would show that. Yeah. Um, if I were to, I, I mean, I could try to compare it to something, but I don't know if I really can because there's these like five world class golf courses in the span of a couple miles that you stay on the property. Um, you know, great, a couple great little bars and restaurants on the property as well, too. And you just, you don't have to do anything but just be there and be present, be with your friends make memories. Um, I don't know you guys, if you guys get a chance, I would definitely say it's worth making it out there. And here's the pro tip is that the Southern Oregon coast, um, the weather's the same there year round. So you can play Bandon in January or you can play in August and the chances of you getting good weather are the same, the, but the prices in January are going to be, you know, half the price. So, uh, the pro tip is to go, you know, make a like we did it in january and february we had great weather nine of the 10 days i've been there uh one one pretty bad day this year but we still golfed and played through it and had a great time um but it's special (laughs) man it's special it's a special place yeah the only two negative things that i've ever heard is 
it's very weather dependent. Like the weather could be hit or miss. Like you could get there and you, I mean, the wind is insane. And then the other thing is, I think they're making it a lot more flexible, but it's the, uh, like getting there from like out of state, like the, the, I know they're like open, like another airport, I believe, but it's really yeah. hard. As far as- it is hard. Uh, and so even like, you know, I'm in Salt Lake, so it's an easy flight to get back to Oregon. Right. But, um, so you fly into Portland and it's a three hour drive from Portland, a three plus hour, call it three, four hour drive from Portland. You can fly into Eugene, uh, two hours from there. And then the close airport that you're talking about is, um, it's in North Bend, which is just like, right, or Coos Bay. It's just, you know, 10 miles north of where Bannon is. But I'd imagine you're going to have to, you're going to have to take some regional jets to get there. It's not going to be yeah. a straight flight. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's a trek to get there, but, you know, I've traveled all day there a couple of times and, and never regretted getting in and out of there. Uh, it's, January it's totally or February. That's the pro tip. I'm going to make note of that. Cause that is definitely on yeah. my list to play. Um, and before we get, switch talking about the waste management open. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, that they bought a property out in Wisconsin, which obviously we're in Minnesota. And, uh, so right next door, but it's called sand Valley resort. Have you, have you checked that out or have you heard of that? Yeah, resort? I'm super. I'm now we're getting nerdy here. I'm super familiar with sand Valley. I haven't played it. My business partner, Jason has, he played it last yeah. year. He played both sand Valley and mammoth dunes, uh, over there. And what I'm most excited for is the new course that they're building the Lido course. I don't know if you guys know anything about mm-hmm. the Lido. I, um, I've seen that they like did like the groundbreaking of it. And it's supposed to be open, I think next year or 2000, either 24 or 25, I believe, but I don't know the specifics on what like separates it, but I know I've heard good yeah, things from yeah. the other two courses. So the Lido, uh, so you guys know Pine Valley, um, the, you know, best golf course in the U S best golf, maybe best golf course in the world, depending on who you ask. Um, back in the 1920s, um, there was a golf course called the Lido and on long Island. Uh, and Pine Valley and the Lido were ranked one or two, depending on whatever uh, list you were looking at at that point. Sure. Then uh, I think it was World War II rolled around and they had to level the Lido and it went out of business for like a naval yard or something like that. Uh, so the guys who own, um, well, who own Sand Valley, the, the, uh, the Kaiser family, uh, did a bunch of research on the Lido and ultimately hired, um, you know, architects to to build out. Uh, not like a replica of it, but, but what the Lido was out there. And so I'm super stoked to play it. Uh, I'm hoping I play it in the next couple of years here with the two kids. I can only, I can only swing one golf trip a year, one, yeah. one out of state golf trip a year. I mean, so you could get a kid caddy and yeah, kid caddy, <laughs> bring them, bring them with me. Yeah. yeah. They definitely didn't pay me to promote, but like, it just, it works. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would probably end up playing that first before, uh, Bannon just because it's a lot closer to me but and it's close by the same owners right, but man. yeah it's it's like central wisconsin well, we know guys in milwaukee have been yeah with us yeah i've uh I've, I've heard from from my business partner jason i've heard that it's like same atmosphere same vibes yep. like that's kind of yeah, what i've heard too they call it like the bannon of the midwest basically there's there's yeah, an, yeah. yeah. i think but, the only thing you're not going to get there is you're not going to be on the ocean but you right. know that's splitting hairs at that point well, I, I appreciate courses. you dropping some knowledge on that i like some little history lesson like that i like that sure so yeah awesome. <laughs> um so we are gonna kind of just switch it up a little bit um we'll talk obviously super bowl picks too as well but waste management phoenix open that is uh this week um 
we're going to do, we're each going to, we each picked three golfers. I believe we're going to do a, who we think is going to win, who we want to win and kind of a, a dark horse pick, so to speak. Um, yep. So Scotty, we'll, uh, we'll let you kick it off. Who do you, uh, you can give your three. Uh, well, actually let's just, we'll go around the table here. The first one here is okay. who do you think is going to win? Uh, so all my, all my picks are going to be biased and I'll give you my reasons why as we work through I love it. Okay. That's uh, the best way. way to pick. Yeah, so who I think is going to win is Utah's own Tony Finau. He's like the Utah ambassador. I think he's like 18 to 1, so that's like, it's not that far of a stretch. On You know, I think he's like top like six or seven in odds. So uh, I'm going to I'm gonna pick our guy, Tony, who does like so much work for youth golf here. And his story super cool. I'm sure you guys know about it. But yeah, yeah so I'm going, I'm going Tony with, with, uh, with the favorite. He would need like two, two kid caddies or maybe three. He might he might need a whole caravan. Yeah, he's like five or six kids, I think. I had to think. I was like, he could double strollers. I'm like, I still need the more. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, Dom, who you got? Who you think's gonna win? So my favorite's biased as well, mainly because people have compared me to him. I picked Colin Morikawa. I knew you were gonna pick Colin. Wait, how are you? How are you? Like Colin Morikawa? So we had the par train on back in like it was warm whenever he was on. I don't. I'm not going to the months. And we we're talking about my lack of a mental game because I don't have one. I, I'm like, oh, that club looks good. Let's take it and hit it. Um, he's the most down, like down, like go with the flow golfer you've ever played with. Um, I could tell him like, Dom, grab your three iron. Like, All right, cool, let's do it. I don't have a three iron. I got a two iron. <laughs> okay, but whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, that way. And, it's awesome. He was like, yeah, Colin does that. I was like what like am i on to something he goes yeah colin has like a mental coach or whatever where he focuses on not getting too into the club he picks just to pick a club and i was like i'm doing that for years i just go okay we're this far out i can hit this club that far like let's do it that's dom's claim to fame part train uh, uh well that uh, uh ethan uh evan. evan yeah evan jesus christ i know she's terrible evan that's his that's dom's claim to fame now every time it's well the best part is like people messaging me and they they were like did he compare you to college (laughs) i was like and then i was at a simulator (laughs) and i was getting my swing looked at turns out i have a weird grip and by weird grip i mean it sucks (laughs) um so he fixed my grip but ironically he was using a video of colin morikawa look at that he's like you should use this grip like colin morikawa i was like you should switch your name too. Well, I was like, "Do you listen to the Partridge?" And he goes, "No, who's that?" And I was like, "He compared me to Colin." <laughs> so yeah, Colin, if you got to take it home, Bucko. Colin Marco, I like that. Um, I I'm gonna go. I think Rory's gonna win it. Um, I think he's plus eight fifty. I think he's like second or third right now, favored to to win it. And oh yeah, Colin's plus eighteen hundred. Yeah. So again, Rory, I know there's been a lot of. With the live and the PGA and all that, there's been a lot of people that hate Rory and people that are obsessed with Rory. But I just think overall, he's pro- probably like probably got my favorite golf swing of all time. And I think I mean, great amazing. golf swing, incredible. Yeah, it's swing. one of the yeah, it's one of the prettiest swings I think I've ever seen. So, and he's playing good golf, and I I think his mindset's in the in the right place. I think that's that's he's what I'm due gonna... for a big year here, one of these years, right? Yeah. Like it's got to like it's got to be soon. He's going to turn the corner. Like I mean, I remember watching him when I was younger and the there are just times where you would just be especially with his irons just be so nasty like you could be watching the second round and he'd be so dialed in you'd be like this this tournament is over like if he's gonna play that way that anyways i don't think there's a lot of guys you can say that about no. DJ. i mean a lot of people did kind of compare like he was gonna be the next tiger i mean he had that tiger-esque even with the physique and all that like his mentality yeah. but yeah same thing he would be 
he would have already almost won the tournament by Saturday afternoon. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's another full day. So, um, yeah, I think if, and if he does get hot, I think he's going to be one of those guys can be tough to stop, you know, tough to beat. So yeah, that's what I'm going to go with who I think is going to win. Um, do you want to do your, who do you want? So then we just kind of go. Yeah. Yeah. And let's go, well, was it like a snake? I don't yeah, know. We'll go backwards. Snake so Josh? yeah. Uh, yeah. Who I want to win is my guy. I talk about him a lot when we talk, when, when the, when the PGA two is cooking, but uh, is Ricky Fowler. One of those other guys growing up, 33 Ricky Rory were those two guys that were kind of the, I paved former the way waste management winner, former waste For, management winner. Yeah, exactly. And that atmosphere, you know, loves Ricky Fowler. And so I think if he can get, you know, start off with a good, uh, a good Thursday and, and put himself in there in contention and just hang on to it. And I know he's already been, he's been doing some more stuff with uh, Butch Harmon back to the swing and all that. And I, did he lose his card? No, but he no, had a chance. There was a couple where he had to play like qualifying tournaments because there was like his exemption was was coming up. So he uh, still technically does have to, I think, qualify for for tournaments. I believe. You're talking about Ricky's swing. I saw it's probably on something on Instagram, but I saw a comparison of his 2022 to his 2023 swing, and then they compared it back to his uh, like I want to say like 2012, 2013 swing when he was you know top ten in the world, and he's getting. It looks like he's getting back. So I, I, uh, my roommate in college is probably the biggest Ricky Fowler fan. I know, uh, we meet this guy. I'm probably not as big as him, but I'm a big fan of him too. We always wager, like we'll pick guys and do like a little pool of, uh, who we want to win, like without fail through the ups and downs has picked Ricky Fowler. So I'm, I'm rooting for Ricky. I've turned the corner on him. I really want him to, I really want him to turn it around. He, so since we're talking about sports, he reminds me a lot of, uh, Cody Bellinger where, you know, Bellinger, yeah, yeah. he, for some reason, he changed his swing. And now he's like, I don't want to say he's bad because obviously one year he could change it all. But basically, Cody changed his swing after he won MVP. God knows why. And now he hits the ball on the ground, just like Yelich does. And it's bad. So Is I'm switching it back up now or no? I, nobody knows. On the, I mean, Dodgers cut him. But yeah. basically, he, where did he sign? Where did Bellinger sign? Uh, one year with the Cubs. Cups. Yeah. So I mean it's like good risk, good reward. Basically, moral of the story is if you're an athlete, don't switch anything. Well, he, he was like Ricky's one of like the hottest putters out there. But no, I mean, even the Masters, I think he finished it runner up, or he was in the top five for like three straight years. He finished in the top five that. or top ten. I mean, he there was, was a there's a stretch there. I think it was like oh, I can't remember exactly, but like five or six straight majors where he was top five, top five finisher. Yeah. You know, this that's what everyone was ago, like. But... He just needs that one major. And I think he will continue to like win majors, but I don't know if it was more of a mental game because he could bomb. I mean, he's not a very big guy at all, but he could mash a ball and his putting was really yeah. good. I think he was kind of struggled with his irons and his, you know, a little bit, but we'll see. I think he might have a breakout year and hopefully so. Um, cause I think everyone would like to see him. I don't, I've never really met anyone that doesn't like Ricky Fowler, to be honest. I think it's good for golf if he's good. You know, there's a lot going on with the tours and like the split of players and stuff like that. And I think, I think the PGA tour is better when Ricky is good. I think it, yeah. I think it's good 100%. for the product. Dom, who do you, uh, who do you want to win? So who doesn't want to see Jordan speed? When I, I was, I was contemplating on picking Jordan. I like, I, I mean, like first that. big event of the year, like who wouldn't want Jordan speed to be there? Just see him like crushing a beer on Sunday. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> or on Friday, yeah, who cares? Or Friday. He's got like the like on Happy Gilmore. Somebody's rocking the the thing, and he's starts running over there, about to go grab a beer. 
now. But another yeah. guy who's made some like swing changes too, you know, like yeah, I don't know why years. these guys yeah. are screwing with anything. Like I think it's more mental. Like they're like, that's oh, not working. I gotta change it. And it's like, no, your your swing is there. I was so yeah. going back to baseball. I love baseball. If and if anybody's curious, that's my favorite sport. Um, Pete Rose was actually talking about hitting. And this kind of stuck with me even in golf. So I think this kind of merits a little a relevant a little tangent. Pete Rose, I think he was talking to um it might have been Poppy, it might have been David Ortiz. Oh, yeah. He was saying, Your swing got you to the majors, right? Mm-hmm. Your swing got you on the PGA tour. So what Pete Rose was saying was when he was in a slump, he would either stand forward in the box, stand backwards in the box, stand off to the side, or stand closer to the plate, but he never changed his swing. So maybe that could be golf where it's like, okay, maybe you're towing it, stand a little closer type of thing. Or maybe yeah, swing is it really the issue. It could yeah. Be, so yeah. No, I like that. That's a, that's kind of a nice comparison. But yeah. Who wouldn't want to see Spieth hold up the garbage truck trophy? I don't know what they're another stand up golfer too. That's like you, 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 you don't, he's super, you, have, you root for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you, uh, he's super quiet, yeah. but you know, he's probably one of the most fun guys on tour. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Spieth, uh, when he was younger, when he was having all that success, when he was, you know, in his early 20s or even maybe before that, he would bother me because he'd miss hit a shot. He'd be winning a tournament, a major, miss hit a shot and like yell something at his caddy. And like that used to rub me the wrong way back in the day. But he's uh, another guy I've like totally just turned the corner on. And I've actually like liked watching the process of him like be go from being the greatest in the world like drop all the way out of the top 50 in the world golf rankings and like start to make a comeback and a uh another guy that would be like awesome to have like a huge year i want to see like i want to see like serious competition back on the pga tour where like a lot of guys are firing and i know it's hard uh with like with talent spread across the different the different tours but i want to see you know, we know it's in there for, we know it's in there for Ricky. We know it's in there for Spieth. I want to see those guys like battling John Rahm and battling Justin Thomas and, and, uh, Scotty, you know, it, interesting. Xander. Yeah. Xander. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. good names out there, but I, I agree with you that kind of that younger generation, if they can kind of, I think that's the cool thing with golf right now, though, is it feels so volatile. You know, like you can go from number one and then just crash and burn and go to 50. Yeah. We had, we had Tiger Woods on there for how many weeks, you know? forever but uh scotty who who do you want to win so this is a guy who's still like uh it's not you guys are picking like more like longer longer shots i'm not going to pick a longer shot just like my favorite player on the tour the guy who i always kind of want to win that's max Oma. uh hey, max I, just, awesome. uh, I love it i mean i fell in love with him when he was doing all the twitter stuff you know a few years back the roast and uh, stuff like that where people like yeah you roast people swings. i love that, I love that. Yeah. Uh, and then his story is super cool too. Like, you know, he was cut from, I, I don't know the exact number, but missed, missed cuts on like his first, like 19 of his first tour events, lost his card, went back to, uh, went back to, uh, like the corn Ferry tour or whatever they were calling it back then. Yeah. And now he's like back. And I think that over the last like 25 months has won more tournaments than anybody else. So I'm, I'm a big max. I'm a big max fan. And he just won. He's like he Mr. California. Win. What is it like? He's won like I think five or six tournaments, and they've all been in California. I thought I heard yeah, that. that's yeah. right. He, and uh, but he so little inside info on Max. He lives in Arizona part time now and uh, plays TBC Scottsdale all the time. So hopefully, hopefully he's got a a head start on the course. So he should be yeah, he should be race ready. I like that pick. What's his? What is his? Uh, um, 
odds right now. Did you have that? Uh, I do have it. Hold on. Let me go back and look. It's uh, 22 to 1. 22 to so, uh, okay. Plus 2200. That's not bad. I, I think my, one of my favorite ones on that Twitter is where like this guy actually like literally like mashes a three wood and it was actually like a pure shot and he was like, you know, r- rate roast or rate my swing or whatever. And he said something like, yeah, it's pretty nice, but if if you're looking for uh, PGA t- tour tickets and you want to see me play or something like that, it's like you can get your tickets here or whatever. It was just something like it's that. So good. Like, yeah, just the stuff he comes up with is clever. But um, okay, so my dark horse is gonna be Egan Bradley. Oh, we really screwed up the order. Oh, oh yeah, right. dude. I'm sorry. I totally, I uh, totally. Let's I just, let's just Scotty it. finish it. Let him. But yeah. So yeah. my dark horse is 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 Keegan Bradley, another one of those guys that's been around for a while. He kind of had some, I feel like some hiccups, mental issues. I know he had like his pre-shot routine that took like 17 minutes, but he's kind of gotten yeah. dialed back in. And I, I think like with Bobby Berger, the Bobby does uh, sports, Bobby sports. Bob does sports and all that, like they've yeah. kind of developed this like relationship or friendship, I should say not relationship, but friendship where yeah, like, I think you can kind of see now like the lighter side of Keegan Bradley. And he's like, cause I feel like he had, he was very like intense. And yeah, I, think, I feel like he's like, turned a corner for sure. Um, yeah. And he's a Jordan guy. And so I and like that too. Jordan That's guy. cool. Yep. Uh, I think like at some point this winter, there was that uh, member guest tournament at Jordan's club. Like uh, at the, the, the Grove, I think is that called? Yeah, the Grove. That's right. Grove. Thank you. And uh, Keegan was paired with Jordan. Like Jordan was like Jordan picked Keegan to be his, his partner. And I was like, how, like, you got to give the guy some sort of respect out like, cause Michael Jordan can pick anybody in the world that he wants to play with. He wants to play with Keegan Bradley. So, you know, got to give him, got to give him something. For sure. Uh, Dom, who's your oh, it's my turn. So I went with Cameron champ. Oh yeah. Okay. He's another young guy. That's young guy, got a lot of talent. Hits the ball. Well, uh, he's got plus 30,000 odds. So like, that's a true, like dark horse. That is a true dark horse. Um, yeah. I never know what to pick for the dark horse, especially since I didn't see Bubba because Bubba is my favorite. So everybody's like, Oh, he's going to go with Bubba. I did not go with Bubba because I could not find him on the odds. She thinks uh, Bubba's a uh, live to live to her guy. That doesn't mean anything. Well, he's not playing that tournament. No, I can't play. Well, that. I thought he was still injured. No, no, he's, I think he's healthy now, but yeah, well, I think he he's still injured. So the only tournaments technically you can play in is our majors, right? Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Yep. So exactly. yeah. Anyways, I want Cameron champ hits the ball. Well, I feel like he's just a solid overall player. And I feel like 30,000 to one is not doing him quite justice on what he can do. Plus I kind of scrolling through it and I'm like, Oh, I like that. So yeah, you went like straight up real dark horse, which is, I was, I was, well, isn't that the point? Yeah, no, I was like scrolling down there quite a bit, but I'm like, Plus seven thousand still isn't. I mean, it's not oh, terrible, but thirty thousand. But it's yeah, it's nowhere near there. Um, Scotty, who's your dark horse? My favorite thing was wow. before he answered. Scotty was like, "Well, what do you consider a dark horse?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Well, I was like, tell me, tell me how dark I need to get here." You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, I didn't want to pick like, like I don't know, like Corey Connors or something like that, and have you guys be like, "Oh, he's like eighty to one." That doesn't count, you know, or something. Yeah, so yeah. you know, I'm glad, I'm glad that I'm glad you guys clarified. Uh, all right, for me. Um, uh, my dark horse is Wyndham Clark, and I know you guys are gonna be like, "Oh, who picks Wyndham Clark?" I almost uh, picked him. I, I did. You? Got, I did mainly because I have his autograph. That's the only reason. <laughs> so I don't have any. I don't have any like deep, 
uh, insider, insider or knowledge no. or anything. The only reason why, so he's 130 to one. The only reason why I'm picking Wyndham Clark is, uh, like I was telling you, I'm from Oregon. He went to the University of Oregon. I root wow. for him and Aaron Wise. Those are both University of Oregon golfers, former University of Oregon golfers who are on the tour now. So, uh, and I only picked Wyndham over Wise because uh, Wyndham was longer odds. I think Aaron Wise is like 80 to one or something like that. So yeah. Wyndham Clark's my 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 dark horse. Okay, yeah, so I have his autograph because I believe he was at the 3M 3M Open the yeah. first year. Because I think I have a Max Homa autograph too. Yeah, Cameron nice. Champ won that year. Uh, was it not last year? The year before? First year, I think. Yeah, he won. yeah, last, yeah, two years ago. Um, but yeah, I like to pick Wyndham. There's been a few times I picked him just because of his name. It's, it's kind of a dope name, actually. Wyndham. Yeah, yeah. Um, my dark horses never make any sense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Champ. I mean, it's literally got champion, like right. You know what I mean? Like that's a pretty. So I mean, awesome last we've name seen him win events before, yeah. so why couldn't he win this? That's kind of my thought for sure. When um, uh, he made a run a couple years ago, champ, like you know, what was it like? I think it was the COVID year or after the COVID mm-hmm. year, where he was yeah, like, he was right there the whole way. Yeah, twenty twenty, because that was the year he won the three M here. That's in our yeah um, in Minnesota here. But another one of those guys that can hit a ball a mile. I think he's got all the talent. Just trying to piece it all together for four just days. Looks like an athlete too. Like I, yeah. just, I like I like the. PGA Tour guys that look like athletes, and he just—he right. looks like he can dunk a basketball, and you know, multi-sport type of guy. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna ask. We'll do Super Bowl, and then just get a food pick. And I know we're kind of running a little long, so I apologize. But um, what are your thoughts on the the waste management open though itself? So like last year, it was crazy. The hole in one, and all that, and all the beer and all that was getting Weren't thrown there multiple out. Multiple hole in ones. There was two. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. I've heard that they were going to put nets up and I haven't seen anything about that. Cause they didn't want that to be, cause that was like a huge delay, but yeah. so kind of a follow-up question with that. What are your thoughts on that? And then secondly, do you think that the PGA tour should do more than one of these type of events? Or do you think it's like more special because there's only like one event like this per year, yeah. as far as like the fans being all rowdy and like having a good old time. Uh, so I think that the PGA tour is super stuffy and like has an image problem that I think that they're working on and doing a much better job with it. So I'm all for the waste management open for me. It's the unofficial start of the golf season. I like the century tournament of champions. I love the eight. I love the AT&T program that they did last week. So not, uh, not saying that those aren't viable tournaments, but this really feels like the start of the golf tournament or the start of the golf season for me. And I like that it's rowdy. I like that kids are down there on, I guess it's not spring break, but I like that. Um, it was like, it. you know, I like when there's hole in ones and they're throwing beers on the, on the, could you imagine I'm not saying for spring break. Oh yeah. Like not to interrupt, but like, could you imagine how absolutely nuts it'd be to have college kids running around drunk? <laughs> I, think it's good. I think it's good for golf. So to answer the second part of your question, should there be other tournaments like this? Like, yeah, I think in the right capacity, like if you planned it out the right way, for sure. Uh, I think that there is, I'm also a big fan of the tradition of golf. Like my favorite tournaments, the master's tournament, like in college, I used to skip class on Thursday, Friday and watch it all day with my buddies and watch it all through the weekend. And so I, I do like the tradition of it, but I do think that, um, golf is a product and the way to make that product better is to make it more, um, uh, approachable for more people and that just gets you better players and gets you more coverage and gets you more money and then just makes you know i think just makes makes the business and the product that much better uh so i think that they should definitely do more things like this like imagine if they did a 
we'll just pick on spring break, a, a spring break tournament in Miami where it was like something similar. Oh, yeah, it, it would be it'd be a lot of fun. So I think that there's a, a lot that they could expand on there. And to the people that like, uh, you know, throw shade on the waste management, it's like, well, then enjoy the rest of the tour. You know, like yeah, let let the guys terms. have this one week. And clearly, the players like it too. So you know, the players. Hey, yeah, I've never it. seen one of the players like talk bad about the term. I mean, the environment yeah. is pretty awesome. I think for me, if I was to like expand something a little bit differently, I think a, like a night golf tournament would be really cool. Like in prime time, like prime time cool. TV, like whether it's a four day or if maybe it's just a three day tournament, but like Friday, Saturday, Sunday or something like that. I think that would be awesome. Like well, what they did that they did that. I don't know if it was the match in particular, but you know, mm. Tiger Woods said that night golf night, night golf, uh, you know, tournament not tournament but charity event this year or whatever and I thought yeah, that the was match pretty would, cool i just want to see them hit glow in the dark balls and just watch them get launched you know what i mean <laughs> like i think that'd be crazy to watch like a dechambeau just absolutely murder a ball that glows just be like a tracer. yeah no, oh yeah, that'd, that'd be so sick. cool um okay so a couple more questions <laughs> and then we'll wrap it up i like said I'm no, no problem. Problem. <laughs> um okay super bowl sunday in yep. Arizona as well, which is going to be an insane time, I'd imagine. Probably. What a time to be in Arizona. I wish I could yes. be down there. I imagine it's got to be uber expensive down there right now or over there, I should say. But still, regardless, yeah. be a blast. Um, we haven't really talked any football. We talked basketball, baseball, uh, and, and golf, obviously. But um, first, are you an NFL football fan? Who's your team? And then secondly, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, big NFL fan. Do fantasy football. Probably gamble too much on football during the during the year. Did you win this year? Uh, no, I did not. I actually. So I'm in three leagues, and I finished uh, in third place twice. But the hard part finishing in third place is you know you play the consolation match that you know yeah. you lost the week before, mm-hmm. and uh, my score in the third place match would have won me the title. In both, oh, you know, if I if I would have won the, the week whole before, thing. I would have won two titles. And the other one, I finished like sixth or something like that. So no, no wins this year, but no last place either. So that's that's good. Yeah, um, like some crazy first, third, and fourth. Yeah, first, third, and so you won one this year. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's I beat my boss. It was pretty good. <laughs> he goes, "Oh, you won." I was like, "Yeah." He goes, do you want a cookie? And I was like, do you have a cookie? Because like, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, my team is the Bills. Um, so this is kind of a roundabout way to become a Bills fan. So I was a Washington Redskins fan all growing up. And then um, when I was in college, there was just like, that's just a mess of a franchise under Daniel Snyder. We weren't going anywhere. It still is, right? And so uh, it's like the only time in my life I get, I still get shit to this day from my buddies where I'm just like, I'm done with this team. Um, I'm like, I can't root for them with the way that it's run. And then just like all the underlying like social issues with that team. Um, and so my, I was sitting on a, sitting on the couch with my roommate and he was like, well, you have to pick another team and it can't be, you know, you can't pick the Pats, which I'd never pick. I'm like anti-Boston, but like, I think you can't pick a good team. I was like, fine. I picked the bills who were like the worst team, like for the last 20 years. Bad. Yeah, yeah. And so now we're like- in the sunshine but I've been through it with them. So I'm a Bills fan by like, just by like total circumstance, but it's been a fun ride. Uh, it's been a fun ride along the way. So uh, hopefully, hopefully we finally get over the hump next year. I just don't think they, they just didn't show. They looked off when they played against the Bengals. I mean, uh, Bengals Cincinnati, Cincinnati just beat us. I, I don't know how to say it any other way. Now they look better everywhere. Uh, they did. And so I, I don't know what to say other than that, but I think the only defense I have for the Bills is it was just, 
that team's been through a ton since they lost to uh, Kansas city last year, like with 14 seconds left and like Dawson Knox's brother died. And then there was yeah. like the, sorry, not to get somewhere else, but there was like the shooting in Buffalo and then the DeMar Hamlin thing. And it's like, I think that that team just went through so much over the last year that it's like, I think that it, just the took their toll on them, and, and they had a ton of injuries on defense in particular, and it just it just wasn't the year. So, hopefully, hopefully next year, uh, hopefully next year. That's an exciting couple of teams, though. The Bengals, Chiefs, and the Bills, like that. Those are all really good teams with really good quarterbacks. So that's a, the AFC is in a good for, spot. The AFC yeah, is be for a lot sure. Of fun for you. We'll be there for a while, absolutely. Um, so, who do you think is gonna? What do you think Kansas City is gonna pull it off? Uh, yeah. So I like Kansas City. Uh. I, I think that Philadelphia, like position by position is probably more talented, but I'm going to take, I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes and like, I'd rather lose with Patrick Mahomes than like bet against him and be like, yeah, why didn't I, why didn't I take sure. Patrick Mahomes? I think that that guy's, you know, a, a not breaking news here, superstar. And so like, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather lose with him than, than bet against him. That's how I feel. I feel like position wise, they're all pretty similar. You know, they broke it down to where they each have like three or four all pros or whatever, and the records are the yeah. same, points are the same. But who's won it more recently? You know, in terms of experience, it's the Chiefs. Like, I understand the Eagles have won it, but a lot of the players who were on the Eagles when they won aren't, aren't on the Eagles yeah. anymore, other right. than like Jason Kelsey. Yep. And well, maybe some O line guys, but like, I think it's going to come down to experience. And when it comes to experience, it's hard to beat a team that's been pretty well stuck together since they won their last uh, Super yep. Bowl against my Niners. I'll be interested to see how well Jalen Hurts plays because I mean he has so many weapons. Off, like offensively, they have a lot of weapons, and I think defensively, Philadelphia is much better. But again, so I, I actually not to totally burst your bubble here. It came out that this week, Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver for the 49ers. Oh yeah, I seen that. He was like, "Hey, I saw that." They're beatable. And I was like, shit. Because that means if Purdy didn't tear his UCL and have to have Tommy John, there's a chance. Yeah, I wish that game would have went to, you know, that was kind of unfortunate because the 49ers, it, they were kind I of think, just, uh, I think Kansas City's defense is better than people get them credit, give, them, give them credit for, too. I'm not saying they're great. I think the Eagles' defense is better. That's not yeah. what I'm saying. But I think Kansas City's defense is Better than people give them credit for. Sure. I, think they do. I, I think what Kansas City does better than anybody else is improvise. You know, with all with all Mahomes' little shovel passes or under the hand passes, I feel like there's always a way that they find to get the ball to the playmaker. Yeah, whether it's McKinnon coming on late in the year or they somehow yeah. somehow Kelsey's always open, which always bothers only, me. Like you got only his whole career, man. only his whole yeah, career. Seriously. You think that they'd figure it out? But no. you, you would think. So for me, it's going to come down to experience and who can get open more. Well, I mean, it's Chiefs two for two. Yeah, I'm picking the Chiefs too. I just I know like their their secondary is a little beat up, but I mean, obviously yeah. they've had a couple of weeks of rest. So, and you don't have to be the best defensive team to win the Super Bowl as long as you you know what I mean. Like it's kind of proven that like if you have a a, a decent defense and you have a really good, arguably the best quarterback in the league that's yeah. shifting you just it's hard to, it's hard like you said it's hard to bet against them so um yeah. that's that's kind of who i'm taking as well um the last question we have for you is we always kind of end on a on a food question and okay. basically be two questions kind of two two so if you had uh one last meal it could be it could be a whole day you can start with breakfast lunch and dinner what would it be 
Um, and then yeah. secondly, if they're, if we're coming to Salt Lake city in that area, um, what would be something that you would suggest us to go try as far as a restaurant? All right. Last meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for breakfast. I'm going to have, I'm going to have French toast with bacon and over easy eggs. And, uh, if it's my last meal, I'm going to be honest, I'm probably having a mimosa with breakfast. Like we're, we're going to have, go. okay. yeah, have, have a, a day. Screwdriver. Screwdriver, sure. Yeah. Sure. Why not? It's the, the last sunrise. Day. Both. Yeah. yeah. Do everything. Um, sunrise. Uh, for lunch, I'm going to have like a, like a really good Italian sub. There's a really good Italian, uh, like sub shop here called Caputo's in Salt Lake city. Um, I'm probably going to have one of those and then dinner, dinner is easy for me. I'm going to have a ribeye steak with a caprese salad. Um, and then for dessert, I'm just going to have a bunch of scotch is really what I'm going to have for dessert. <laughs> okay. It's so my last day. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah ribeye is my favorite cut. So like a really thick ribeye steak and a and a caprese salad sounds good to me. Um, and then sorry, Salt Lake Salt Lake City food recommendation is that? What yeah, you're yeah. For? If we were on that area, what would you suggest us to, uh, for us to go try? Uh, so Salt Lake's kind of a sneaky good food town. There's like really good like new American restaurants, but I think. Uh, if you're coming to Salt Lake, if you're going to eat at one place, this is going to sound random. Uh, and I'm probably going to get uh, some heat. If my buddies are going to listen to this. I'm probably going to get some heat for this. I'm going to eat at Feldman's Deli. So Feldman's Deli is a Jewish uh, Jewish deli here in Salt Lake City. They make like mile high, like pastrami and corned beef sandwiches. I don't know if you guys like Rubens and stuff like that. But I love Rubens. Like, just... You know, I've eaten at Cats in like the famous place in New York. It's like right on par with that. And you can like get a beer there and like the atmosphere is cool. If you go at night, they've got live music, uh, super good sandwiches. I, yeah, I think I'm going to Feldman's. Feldman's. I totally thought you're going to be like, yeah, McDonald's. I honestly was like, you're going to say like a fast food <laughs> yeah, restaurant. Like, yeah, we got one like no. that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Little local deli. Uh, uh, very, very good, very approachable place to eat. Awesome. Scotty, man, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate you taking the time. And like I said, I know it went a little longer than probably we'd, we'd said it was going to go. So appreciate it. It's we had right. a blast and, uh, love to have you on again. Um, when you get some, uh, some of, some of the other products released and we can kind of go over those items as well. And you know, said so maybe later on this year or even early next year, whatever kind of works, we'll have you on again. Love to do a follow up. Um, like I told you before, I know that you guys have done a couple of uh, local Utah companies. Let's get you guys out here, get you guys on some courses. I can show you guys around and show you what I was telling you about about the fifty dollars golf in Salt Lake City. It's uh, it's just about anywhere. It sounds like a plan. Appreciate it. Thanks again, and uh, um, you have a good rest of the week. And if there's anything that you need from from us as far as um, putting the uh, what are you trying to say? the link do you have a do you have a link or anything like that that you want us to is, is, are we are we doing anything with no. for okay we're not okay i just wanted no. to make sure so cool no All i right. mean yeah if you guys want to link out to the site or whatever on the on the notes or whatever that's fine yeah. and you know we'll we'll probably end up promoting this on, well, not probably we're going to end up promoting this on our, on oh, yeah, our I, social channels I, so yeah yeah i'd take all of the um the stuff in the comments, you know, I do like hyperlinks and everything. I think Derek was asking like, if we set up any kind of promo code, yeah, which yeah. we did not do. Okay. No, no that's no fine. Promo. I just wanted to make sure if in case we forgot anything. So. No, it's such a premium item. Yeah. Which I, I mean, I'm not going to put them on spot either, but like, I love it. I think people will love it. Same. 
I said, I just didn't want to forget if it was. So no, no for sure. Um, again, Scott, I think so much. And uh, you have a good rest of the week. All right, fellas. Go Wyndham. Yeah, go Wyndham Clark. <laughs>